Reminds me of another statement by Hillary Clinton. What difference does it make anyway? Sounds the same to me. And, and what I hope people understand is that seems to be pretty much par for the course for Democrats. I, you know, I almost can't even throw Trump in as, uh, you know, as a Republican because he hasn't been a uh, lifelong Republican and he wasn't a, a Republican political figure for years and years and years. Uh, he's somebody that stepped in to serve because he felt like the country was going in the toilet. So uh, yeah. ultimately, it's like, you know, he's uh, he's kind of he, he which is why I think that he was hated on both sides. I think Victor's back. We'll add him in here. And that's why I voted for for Donald Trump. I knew that the Democrats and the Republicans hated him, and I said he's the guy. Because I, I wish people Cruz understood that. Yeah, yeah I, I wish, wish people understood that. Yeah, I like Ben Carson. I like Ted Cruz, right? Yeah, and because Ted Cruz was a constitutionalist, Ben Carson was just a good man, a very intelligent man. And then yeah. along comes Donald Trump. He was a wrecking ball, but they all hated him. I was like, that's the guy right there, and he's a businessman. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Well, and the, to finish my point about the way he uh, he controlled the border is I'm interviewing and talking to people in Iraq doing the conflict with ISIS. And I said, what do you think about President Trump's border policy? And I'm talking to Iraqis, all kinds. Of, see, you know what they said? You'd better secure your borders or look what's going to happen to your country. Look what's happened to ours. And I thought, it's just such common sense. Yeah. Even, yeah, so, and that's when he was restricting travel, right, uh, uh, from certain countries. So I think we just got to return to common sense. And people in America need to wake up. The apathy, it, it, we're losing. And, and I think we're at a critical mass point right now where we either cannot recover because of the, the destruction and the damage that's done, or Americans step up, starting in their own hometown, starting with their school boards. Amen. In control uh, with some type of moral code, integrity, and speak out against people who are just stupid, really. <laughs> speak out against people that are stupid. That's going to be my new shirt. That's a, I got to shirt. me. I that's voted for Trump. Get that at David Harris store. I need a new one. Speak out against people that are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how well that played, but I'd wear it. You know the stupid. You know I'd wear it. Yeah, that's brilliant. No, you're right. All right. And I agree with you. There's no doubt in my mind that, that this is no longer about politics. This is about the survival of our country. Again, what we're seeing take place in Iraq and Afghanistan now with obviously the most poignant and explosive time in our lives is is a reflection of the weakness in our with our within our own borders. You have to have a country to have a country you have to have borders. And there's nothing evil about nationalism. Go ask a Russian what he thinks about. Do you love your country? And no matter what, they're going to say they love Mother Russia, you know? Right. It, it, it's it's a natural thing to love your country. It, sh- it should be that way. Well, and I, I love the freedoms that we have. Amen. I love where my children and grandchildren can be raised. But, Scotty, let me ask you, do you actually think that our country can change so drastically that we lose those freedoms? Yes, I do. I believe there's no doubt in my mind. Listen, 
was it Thomas Jefferson himself said when he when he was met as he walked out after he signed the the the, the Constitution and ratified the Constitution, and he said, well, "What do we have? What do we have?" He said, "A republic, if we can keep it." Yeah, that's right. If we can yeah. keep it, if we can keep it, and it is it is, and the founding fathers were brilliant at how they developed by taking from all these different societies, the Greeks, the Romans, of course, what they experienced in tyranny with the Brits and, and across the world, they were learned men. They studied these things, but then they, then they looked at it and they wanted it to stay, to be simple and clear and, and, and not very narrow in the sense of how they made the laws. And they have to, you have to understand something, our ability to speak out against the government is protected by the second amendment, obviously. Mm -hmm. And what's the first thing the Taliban have done in Afghanistan? They started collecting guns. They started going door to door, guns. They don't want the people to have the strength to fight back, to rise up and fight back against them. The whole reason the second amendment's there is to protect the first amendment. Yep. All right, let's show this clip. This this is uh, the press secretary of the Pentagon getting caught uh, because his statement doesn't match up with what Joe Biden had just said. Military intelligence estimates about how many al-Qaeda remain in Afghanistan. We know that al-Qaeda is a presence as well as ISIS in Afghanistan, and we've talked about that uh, for quite some time. We do not believe it is exorbitantly high, but we don't have an exact figure for you. And our ability, uh, our intelligence-gathering ability in Afghanistan isn't what it used to be because we aren't there in the same, with the same numbers that we used to be. But the president just said that there is no al-Qaeda presence in Afghanistan. That does not seem to be correct. What? What uh, we don't think is that we what we believe is that there isn't a uh, a presence that is significant enough to 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 merit a threat. Busted. Oops. Oops. Got caught. He was trying to speak. He was trying to speak some truth, and then found out that Biden was lying, so he had to try to cover for him. Yep. Big mistake. But that's what they do. That's what they do. You can't cover up lies. Clip speaks for itself. Sure does. Words create worlds. All right, final clip, and then we'll have a closeout. It's been a great long show, but final clip. This is is just the icing on the cake. This is Joe Biden literally giving credit to President Donald Trump for the peace that we had in Afghanistan. Are you kidding me? He's that senile. And he's been blaming Donald Trump for all this negative stuff. And then he turns around and actually speaks the truth because he forgot he'd been lying. That's the that's the thing with liars is when you lie so much and in circles so many times, you create this big lie, deceit web. You eventually may mess up and speak some truth when you're put on the spot, which is why they don't want him talking outside of the teleprompter because then he slips up and tells a little truth. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point with al-Qaeda gone? We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, as well as getting Osama bin Laden. And we did. Oh, that's the wrong clip. (laughs) I'm going to find it and put it up just because. Uh, Afghanistan, let for, for everybody that's still watching, or maybe they just hopped on, share with me and speak as I get this clip loaded. Share with me, share with our audience today and talk to 
the mentality, why we all need to pray. Yesterday, I was brought to tears by this woman sharing her story of speaking to uh, somebody in Afghanistan. She was Afghani herself, I believe here in the United States, though. She was talking to a woman in Afghanistan who's a mother, uh, a wife, has kids. They've, they're Christian. They converted to Christianity, and they knew the Taliban was coming. And she was sharing how she could hear the, the shots, the gunshots in the background, the chaos, the screaming. And uh, the, the peace, though, that she said she felt when she knew, when everything went silent, she knew that that family was gone. She later got uh, confirmation that they were taken out. And the kids probably taken in by the Taliban. But uh, I was absolutely brought to tears from that and been praying for peace, praying for God to show up for angelic visitation. I really feel like we are the stage is set right now for modern day miracles like the miracles that we read about in the Bible. It's like biblical times right now. It's like uh, and, and the stage is set. But then both of you gentlemen shared with me the mindset of the military that have to sit there and watch what is taking place maybe 10 or 20 feet from them on the other side of the fence where they're told not to engage and not to do anything. Uh, Scott, speak to the audience, speak to my audience today and tell them uh, what's on your heart and how they can pray. You know, I watched that video and that's what compelled me to call you today. Mm. And it was just heavy on me, man. I felt the tears. I, I mean, I, I, I prayed with you uh, and, and, it broke my heart thinking because I could visualize the terror these these that this young family was going through with these small children. I could only imagine how I would feel if someone were to harm my daughters right in front of me and I couldn't do anything to stop it. It's it's evil. It is the most evil thing I could ever think of. And it, it enrages me to think of it, that I was be helpless and putting myself in the shoes of these young soldiers and Marines that are experiencing that thing with some separation that it's a stranger, but yet they have the power to stop it, to intervene and prevent these people, these innocent people from being maraudered and slaughtered and torn to pieces and raped and murdered. It, it is it, it, these kids. I, my heart goes out to these young soldiers and Marines because it's going to come home with them. And it is going to haunt them for the rest of their days. My father-in-law was in the one nine. He was in a walking dead in Vietnam. To this day, he has moments where those terrors come back. Check your volume. Thank you. Thank you. It's unbelievable that this is where we're at, but at least we know, we, at least we know how to pray and we got to pray for our service uh, men and women. Uh, I got the clip loaded. Uh, let's, let's do that. And then Victor, I'll, I'll have, I'll ask you the same question, but it's pretty amazing to me that, uh, pretty amazing to me that uh yeah this is it i think this is it um that we're getting such contrasting information from the mainstream media and then also from uh from uh from what's actually taking place on the ground it's 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 something completely yeah it's something completely different than we're hearing so let's let's watch this clip this is uh literally joe biden i think giving a hundred percent uh, accurate information about why we did have peace in Afghanistan. One of the things that um, is a reality is people now say to me and to others that why did we have to move because no Americans are being attacked? 
Why did we withdraw those? Why, why did we agree to withdraw 2,500 troops? No Americans are being attacked. The reason they weren't being attacked was part of an agreement that Trump had made a year earlier. We will leave by May 1st as long as there's no attack on Americans in that year period. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, those flanking the president are glad they're wearing face masks. I yes. think love them. Hide the response because they're thinking, oh, my gosh. <sighs> he just totally gave it up. There were reasons we weren't being attacked because Trump had a plan. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't follow his plan for pulling out. So, yeah, that was a debacle. Absolute uh, just devastation. But uh, Victor, uh, excuse me, Scott, what do you? What does that make you think of when you see the current commander in chief actually acknowledge that the reason we had peace in Afghanistan because, was because of Trump? He had a moment of clarity, and I hear that's what happens when you have senility or whatever dementia, whatever it is, that's attacking his brain right now. So yeah. they have these moments of clarity, and and he went through one, and he's probably wishing right now that he never would have run for president in the first place. I don't know. I still, I, I still think of the clip where he walks out, they're playing uh hail to the chief. He walks out and he says, man, I still get used to hearing that song. I have to remind myself every day I'm president. I, I think he probably forgets every day that he's president and he wakes up and his wife has to say, Hey, Joe, Joe, just want to remind you, you're the president. You're the president of the United States, Joe. Act like it. Now go listen to your handlers and go read your teleprompter. It's, it's so funny, but it's sad all it's at sad. the same time. It is. It's sad. And I and I don't even, I'm not even, I have a respect for the office of the presidency. I've been in the Oval Office. I respect the office. I just don't respect Joe and what he did to it. He's disgraced the office. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm talking about the office. Because I don't think Joe qualifies. I don't think he's qualified. And I don't think he's legitimately should even be in there. Hopefully with the Arizona audits, that's that's supposed to come out in the next potentially week. Hopefully that truth comes out. Hopefully they decertify. And if they decertify their election results, you, you don't have a president if not every single state in the union uh, has cast their 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 vote. If they, if they haven't certified, I mean, it's. I said for the better part of a year, if for some Hail Mary chance of a reason Joe Biden got in office, would happen. Now I'm saying, please let there be a Hail Mary chance of a reason that we could get his butt out and get Trump, get Trump in. And that's if he really if he if he really won, which I think he did. And if he if he didn't, then prove it. But if he did, make it right. For the sake of the country. And for the sake of the world. For the sake of the world. Amen. Yes. But if there's no country, the world is toast. Victor, final thoughts, brother, to uh, just whatever's on your heart, man. Share yeah. it. Well, I think we start off by talking about the current crisis in Afghanistan. And uh, we made mention of the work that we're doing there with our network and, and partners. And I, I think I'm going to share for your audience the call uh, that, that represents what I got from a family member asking for help to go get their, to go get her family. And, mm -hmm. and to put this in context, uh, this person calling me, her husband served on the teams uh, and as a SEAL. And then he worked with us 
Uh, he, he's done a, a number of pulse with me overseas in Southeast Asia. Uh, great, great guy, great family. And it's this woman's sister and mom and family that, well, I'll just let the call speak for itself. This is what I got. say if people are moved by that pray for us pray because we're still right in the middle of it and what i thought was going to be easy uh has gotten very complicated and um you know the next time we talk that family will either be alive or dead and i would just ask for prayers for that family for all of afghanistan for the good people for our forces that are serving there and for the suffering that's going to come uh because of horrific choice that our, the Biden administration made and they're standing by. So, uh, yeah, please pray that we're successful in our operation. Well, we'll just pray and agree right now. Father, we just pray that Victor and his team will be successful. God, that you'd send angels to guide that team to the family through Kabul, out of Kabul, that they would get home safely. And Father, we ask that as your angels are there, they would continue to help and aid our military, and even just, I just pray for the minds of our military men and women that are out there right now, for the minds and the hearts of our military that are seeing some atrocities that are literally seeing probably the most horrendous and heinous things a person could imagine. They're seeing it, they're watching it take place, and they're armed and trained to stop evil and they can't do anything. God, I just speak peace to the, our military personnel right now. I speak peace and I speak healing to their mind and to their hearts that it wouldn't scar them for life, that somehow you'd make a way for the evil to stop, but we just pray protection for their hearts and for their minds, that they wouldn't carry it back with them when they're done, that they wouldn't battle PTSD. Father, in the only way that you can, we just speak, we speak strength and peace and healing to the hearts and minds. And we just ask for your angels to go in and invade that city, invade Kabul, invade Afghanistan. Uh, we ask for miracles of biblical proportion right now in Afghanistan, right now, God, like the miracles that we saw in the Bible, God, like the miracles that we know you can do. And you are a God of miracles. We refuse to just watch and listen to what's taking place and just think we can't do anything. We bind our faith together right now and ask you, plead for you, Father in heaven, in your mighty son, Jesus' name, miracles, miracles, angels and miracles taking place right now, right now in Afghanistan. Let it send shockwaves through the enemy's camp. 
Let it wake up men that are filled with hatred. Let it wake them up to you, to your love and to your goodness. And let that send shockwaves through the enemy's camp, God. You turned a, a Christian murderer, Saul, into a man that wrote 19 books of the New Testament. God, we ask for that same miracle working power to happen right now in Afghanistan. So we pray for Victor's team, the family. We pray for our Americans that are held right now, some sheltering in place in homes that can't get to the airport. We ask for miracles, make a way, be with our personnel. And we ask you to change the heart of Biden or generals that have the potential to make a decision that will help our forces do what they know how to do to get our people out and to get our friends out. So this stain that is currently taking place on our country won't, won't, won't be a stain forever. It'll be, they made it right. They made it right. They went in, they got their people and their allies, their friends out. They did what they said they were going to do. Let that be a heart change in Biden, Kamala, the generals, everybody that has a say. So let it, let it be a ripple effect in our military, DOD, DOS. Let it be a ripple effect where they listen to you first, even if it's breaking with command, uh, just because they are, they are listening to you, their true leader. So Father, we just, we ask for that right now. And we say thank you that the that the war is waged in the heavenlies and we're bringing the heavens to earth. We ask that right now. We declare that right now. We agree together right now for that. In Jesus' name. Brother, Amen. I think the enemy started saying incoming with that prayer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Wow. Well, brothers, thank you so much for, for joining me today, for sharing your heart, for giving us uh insight as to what's going on. Uh, it's a true honor to know you both, to call you friends, to know you, and thank you so much for your time today. And Victor, if people want to connect with you more, uh, I know your website is Victor Marks with an X, M-A-R-X dot com. Yeah. And uh, Scott, if people wanted to connect with you, where could they go? Um, uh, right now, I've uh, reduced my footprint for quite some time now on uh, social media. Go to media. victormarks.com. <laughs> I do have one thing. I've uh, Facebook. Uh, I think it's the Scott Puckett, and the other one is uh, on Instagram is Scott underscore uh, Puckett at underscore TMC. Um, and that's that's, uh, Puckett. That, that's Puckett with a K. I was telling Victor Puckett <laughs> rhymes with bucket, <laughs> but with a P. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's that was yeah. My childhood was interesting. Oh boy! Yeah, I bet. <laughs> we had fun, and, and at one time I dated a girl named Hewitt. Her last name was yeah. Hewitt. Just, just you know. <laughs> what did you do in the Marine Corps? Yeah. Oh, they had a good time with me, man. Oh they, yeah, they had a good time. So. Gentlemen, absolutely love both of you. Thank you for your heart, your passion. Thank you for bringing truth and clarity to the to today's show. And uh, I'd love to have you both back on again in the future. Sound good? Sounds fun. Good. Stay All the right. course. Hang out you guys. God bless you. You as well. God bless you, brother. Love you, You man. too, brother. Hang out if you can. Hang out if you can. Hey, friends, please share this. Share this podcast. Share this message. Wherever you're seeing it and hearing it, Americans need to hear and know the truth. And Americans need to bind together. Christians need to bind together, pray together, unite, and believe that God will be the God of miracles that we know that he is. God bless you. Thank you so much. Didn't give a middle word for my sponsor. As always, my sponsor is MyPillow. Mike Lindell, huge fan, loves my show and loves the truth. Get over to MyPillow.com, find yourself something nice, and use that code TRUMP2020 when you do. 
We'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.